This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, SAG-AFTRA explains why they turned down a George Clooney-led $150 million proposal. Welcome to your IGN Daily News. But first... Insomniac Games and General Mills have teamed up to bring you a limited edition Spider-Man 2 Wheaties for a web-slinging price of $70. The serial company announced the limited run of the novelty Wheaties serial on its website last Thursday to celebrate the release of Marvel's Spider-Man 2 on the PS5, giving fans a close-up view of Peter Parker and Miles Morales in their respective Spider-Man suits. The $70 price tag applies to the Wheaties box with an acrylic case, while the box without the case will only run you $45 each. If you're balking at the $45 price point for the Spider-Man 2 Wheaties box, let alone $70, there's at least two special surprises in each one. First, they carry the Spider-Man 2 prequel comic, originally published for free comic book day on May 6th, that sees Peter... Miles and MJ going up against the Hood, a villain with supernatural abilities that rival both Spider-Men. The second is a PSN voucher code to redeem a digital collectible of the Spider-Man 2 Wheaties from PlayStation Stars, the loyalty program for PS5 owners. Meanwhile, players who bought the physical copy of Marvel's Spider-Man 2 are having difficulty installing the game onto their PS5 consoles. The issue was flagged by a user in the Spider-Man 2 subreddit on Friday, who reported that the game's installation after inserting the disc stops at 36%. The user said that they tried everything to keep the installation going, from disconnecting the PS5 from the internet and allowing the disc to install first, to resetting the PS5. They even tried getting another disc at GameStop, with no results. The Reddit post spawned a thread, which saw similar reports of users having the same issue with their Spider-Man 2 disc. They also tried everything to get the game working, including deleting and installing it five times, clearing the system cache and rebuilding the database, but the installation still wouldn't progress past 36%. Insomniac Games has not commented on the issue on its official channels, but it did advertise a link to tech support for fans having issues with the game. And when Skull Island Rise of Kong was released, we reported on the visceral social media reactions to its rudimentary gameplay, PS2S graphics, and left-fielded bugs, with many calling it the worst game of 2023. The reason it's received that dubious title, however, is apparently because the developers only had a year to work on King Kong's latest video game outing. Per a new report from The Verge, developers at Iguana Bee, an indie studio based in Santiago, Chile, said they were contracted by Game Mill to create Skull Island from scratch within a strict one-year turnaround, with development starting last June and expected to be wrapped on June 2, 2023. One developer said the crunch to meet that deadline was really set in motion in February. Those who spoke to The Verge under the condition of anonymity pointed to a vicious cycle of licensed games published by the company. Basically, although Iguana Bee wants to work on original projects, like their well-received original game What Lies in the Multiverse, they're beholden to companies like Game Mill for funding, who want licensed titles, and then their portfolio is filled with licensed games, inadvertently making them a go-to for them.
Over the past few days, various reports have emerged about a $150 million proposal that A-listers like George Clooney, Ben Affleck, Scarlett Johansson, Tyler Perry, and Emma Stone brought to SAG-AFTRA in hopes of accelerating the end of the actor strike. But last Thursday night, the Guild issued a statement explaining why that well-intentioned offer simply wouldn't work and how it may actually be illegal for them to accept it. To recap what was offered, the aforementioned actors and other big stars held a meeting with SAG-AFTRA to bring forward a proposal that would remove the $1 million cap on union membership dues. This, they proposed, would allow more money to flow into the Guild directly from its top earners and hopefully be allocated to areas like health and pension funds. To hear it directly from Clooney, he broke it down to deadline on Thursday. A lot of the top earners want to be part of the solution, he told the outlet. We've offered to remove the cap on dues, which would bring over $50 million to the union annually, well over $150 million over the next three years. We think it's fair for us to pay more into the union. SAG-AFTRA's official statement came in a long X, formerly known as Twitter thread, last Thursday night, which reiterated the points that SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher made in regards to the proposal not being related to the contract they're currently bargaining over. The concept, the Guild said, is also prohibited by federal labor law, providing the example that health and pension funds are covered exclusively from employer contributions. The A-list proposal isn't the only thing the Guild addressed, however, also touching on the industry's CEO's concerns with their proposed revenue-slash-subscription streaming model. Negotiations between SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP have not yet resumed since falling apart earlier this month. While the WGA strike ended last month, allowing work on film and television scripts and development to ramp back up, production remains largely on hold with actors on the picket lines. That's your IGN Daily News. My name is Tony Jackson, and if you want more news on your favorite games and entertainment topics, make sure to visit us at IGN.com. You can also download our free app on your phone or console, and subscribe to our weekly podcast through the podcast service of your choice. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.